Hello, my name is Roisin Carney and welcome to this podcast brought to you by Film Ireland in partnership with Still Voices Short Film Festival. We're delighted today to talk to three incredible filmmakers who are part of the international programme for Still Voices Film Festival 2021. So first of all, I'd like you all to introduce yourselves. Hey, okay, I'm going first. Sorry. I'm Ariane Wissaz. I'm a filmmaker from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. And both of my films are in competition this year. Uh, the first one is The Depth. It's um, a short film about a girl who is uh, in mourning um, of her mother and she finds some solace uh, in the bottom, at the bottom of the lake in the bottom of the lake so she she find um, scuba diving gears and start to um, to go in the lake for scuba diving and yeah I'm not gonna see more because there's um, a twist underwater and the other one is um, shooting stars is my most uh, recent short film and it's about a young girl who um who is in love with her boyfriend's mother um, and it's really a film about a mother-daughter relationships so yeah um hello everyone <laughs> i go second sorry Reza. um uh, my name is reza uh, reza Riohi, and i'm an animation filmmaker uh from paris uh i'm iranian i was born and raised in iran uh, but i live in france my film here is called uh, Navazande the Musician. And uh, it's about um, uh, two lovers meeting each other after 50 years in 13th century uh, of the, uh, of, in Persia. And uh, yes, that's, that's the title of my film. Um, okay, my turn. <laughs> um, hello everyone, I'm Hazel McKibben. Um, I'm a writer and director based in between um, New York and London. Um, and my film um, is called Double Speak. And it's about the aftermath of reporting sexual harassment in the workplace. Well, welcome to all of you here today. I had the absolute pleasure of watching each of the films over the last couple of days. And I have to say, really, really astounding work. It was an absolute pleasure. So thank you very much. First, now two films. Ariana, you have both screening this year which is really really exciting and I, mm -hmm. I was checking them out earlier the both both premiered in Toronto International Film Festival in 2019 and 2020 which is incredibly yes. fabulous yes. um yes. I, I suppose I'll go to the first shooting star first the most recent mm -hmm. which I think is an incredibly powerful film and I re really thought the performances were stunning so if you want to tell us a little bit more about that how you came to making the film and what gave you the idea? Mm -hmm. um, I was in school and I had to write a story, um, impossible love story. That was the, the exercise we have to do. And I just came with this idea who um, this young girl who lived in the shadow of her mother start to feel something for her, her mother boyfriend. And I thought it could be a nice way to talk about uh, their relationship. It, 
In, hyper, uh, in appearance, it looks like it's a film about this impossible love, but at the end, it's really a film about this complex mother-daughter relationship. Yeah, so I came with this idea, I think, 10 years ago. And after that, uh, one of my friends, she was uh, starting a um, writing project and she asked me to write a short story about um, breakups. And I, I take this um, school um, exercise and I made something else with it. And so I publish it first in short films, but uh, no, I'm short story, but I'm a filmmaker. So naturally I wanted to make a film with it. So it's a, a long, um, long process <laughs> with this one. Yeah. It is something that, I suppose the subtleties of the relationship and so much is said um, actually in each of your films, so much is said through silence and through mm -hmm. reaction far more than the dialogue. And it, it's something I think is incredible to watch, but um, particularly there are points in the film where you're really quite, and well, I was personally quite fearful of how that mm -hmm. relationship might morph and what mm -hmm. could be the possible result. Um, mm -hmm which was, it was, you know, it was quite, I felt like, I found it quite scary at moments mm -hmm. when I was watching that it could have gone either way. And I was so relieved, mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, not even so relieved, but um, it was a twist in itself in how that came out and the changes that happened. And then, of course, with the mother-daughter relationship, um, that's really, really interesting. It's always a very interesting thing of, you know, an adult daughter and mother relationship. Yeah, and it, it's an, an uncomfortable uh, film for sure. <laughs> and I wanted to play with that uh, thin line, uh, but never cross it, but always be um, on the edge. And But at the end, I... I really care for each of my my three characters, so I didn't want to put the man uh, in the bad position. Uh, not bad, but um, I don't have the word salo. Yeah. Bastard. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You did. You didn't want. You didn't want I, him to be the baddie. You didn't want him yeah, to be yeah, an I, unforgivable. I, um, exactly. Yeah. I didn't want either of my three character. I mean, they are the the three of them are complex. They are conflicted with a lot of things, but they at the end they all care about each other. So um, even if I I know that. It was a sensitive subject and it's not comfortable to watch. I feel like um, there's a lot of love um, emanate, emanating yeah. from the film. Yeah. <laughs> there is. And the, and the same, that, that um, young love, our first love, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? That really, really powerful moment is beautifully done within it. You know what I mean? That she is, you know, in that moment of al almost of womanhood when, you know, and it's, it's a crush. It's a, you know, mm -hmm. I thought, I thought their relationship was lovely um, mm. as well because he was 
respectful. <laughs> yes, and kind of care for her and Issa, how she's not really happy um, about, I mean, she's, the daughter is the mother of her mother. So, and he realized that um, mm. in the middle of this, yeah, it's like a love triangle, but the mother is not aware of that. Yeah, it's about uh, <laughs> she, complex she, human relationship. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and she is quite, she is in lots of ways the child within the relationship, which is, mm-hmm. I think, is identifiable. I think we can see, mm-hmm. you know, it is something that we come across. And Hazel, yourself, you, this was a student short. So this was something that you um, produced for college and has done incredibly well. And again, there's a lot said through silence right the way through. Uh, and reaction if you could just give us a little bit more about what drove you to make this film in particular and where the story came from and a little bit about it about the story yeah um so double speak is my first film um i'm still actually doing my mfa at columbia and it's based on my own experience of reporting sexual harassment in the workplace and when I started at Columbia, we had to write shorts and features. Um, but this was one of the first shorts that I wrote. And then in the summer, we we made the films, um, like the end of my the end of my first year. And I felt like I needed to make this film in order to like I don't know, like get it out, not make every other film about this experience that had dominated so much of my professional my like working life before I decided to go back to school. So yeah, much of the dialogue is pulled from a recording that I made of my own very similar meeting. Um, And I used the real name of the man who harassed me. Um, So the truth of the story was like very important to me. I didn't want to change any details that that included him. Um, Certainly, of course, um, there was some like dramatic um, moments with the the character that, that played my character that were kind of those I felt like I could play with, but um, the stuff, anything that dealt with um, the harasser, I felt like had to be very real because I was, um, yeah, using his name. The truth was important and the truth is important to that kind of story. Um, so yeah, that was sort of the life of it and then of making it. And then it went on to have kind of a weird after, not weird, but just untraditional, I guess, distribution in that, I didn't really know at all what I was doing with the film. And so we put it online um, well before um, it then did the whole festival thing. Um, but yeah, now it's out in the world and people are watching it, which is such a privilege. Um, Fantastic. And it, it is like, it, I think it's always interesting to make something that's, I didn't realize how I knew from reading up on it, that it was um, based around an experience. I didn't realize that, the truth of it was so close, you know, and I can totally understand why you wanted, you know, you were very careful about that. Um, how's the reaction been? Have you heard, has anything come back to you? Has anyone messaged you? Or is it, you know, I know when you make a film like that, um, people can often reach out afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, I think certainly, I mean, I worked in film before going back to grad school and um, in post-production. So, a lot of my colleagues um, who, who everybody kind of knew what was happening in a very small company. Um, so a lot of them reached out, but also I think many women have had similar experiences. Um, so 
uh, the film to me, what was important about it and um, what was what I was trying to like focus on, I guess, was the small, the gray areas in reporting sexual harassment. And it's not always black and white. Um, and there isn't like any kind of justice because it doesn't ever feel like even if the, you know, even if it all goes well, it's like the, the legal aspect of it is just um, uh, hard to navigate. And I think most people have had some kind of experience where boundaries have been crossed and there's, there's not that much clarity. Um, so the response has been, that's been one of the most amazing things about, for me about people watching it. And, and I guess there being kind of like a community um, created by it of women or, and men who've had similar experiences and um, find their experience reflected in the film. Cause it can be so solitary. Like you really feel alone reporting harassment. It feels very, um, you know, like you're not supposed to talk about it legally. It's a whole thing. Um, so it, it felt like a good way to end that kind of chapter. <laughs> yeah, it could be, I'm quite isolating. So I suppose putting this out there and putting it out there for the world to see, there will, presumably a lot of people will find a level of solace and that's an important thing about film I suppose full stop is you know putting putting some of those stories out there in the world that may not have been told prior to now are told in your way from your with your own yeah. voice reclaiming the narrative um yeah that was important to me Brilliant. and now I will move along to um, just want to say I'm very curious to see your films because you now now it's very uh, interesting to to hear you hear all this from you. Okay, um, uh, me, yeah, the musician, and actually, it's something that um, Hazel said there about justice and injustice, and it's something that I felt very strongly when I was watching your film, which was kind of heartbreaking. <laughs> um, <laughs> that what you hope you know what you hope for but if tell us tell us a little bit more about okay i can tell when i actually started to write this film uh, it was um actually a long time ago it was 2014 when i started to write this along with my graduation film uh and uh and i realized i have to do, do this film and cut out and all this so i keep the idea so uh and I'm just after my graduation uh it was actually Nora Tommy that invited me to go to Cardin Saloon in Ireland. So I just made a pause in the film with the producer that actually was interested to produce this film. So I went to Ireland for a breadwinner two, almost three years of my life. And I went back to, uh, to France and to, uh, to do this film. Uh, it, was a, it was very hard because as a filmmaker, you are do all doing the live action film, but animation took, takes a long, long, long time to produce really and some particular uh, techniques like this one that I was doing everything by hand and cut out and paint and uh, such a crazy idea that I had I was uh, so it takes so much time and the fact that uh, when I wrote this film I was in different place and after you know you, you go forward and you have other ideas and you want to do something else and to keep this freshness, to keep this uh, motivation f fresh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's like, it's very hard. And uh, so, um, but my producers and, uh, and the art channel that, uh, that actually bought this, pre-bought pre this film, uh, they really pushed me to, to do this film. Um, so I did it. And uh, uh, yeah, what was the question again? <laughs> Well, your process, I suppose, to get there. Process, yeah. 
So I wrote this film and uh, it's, uh, it's an animation cutout technically was very challenging to me. Uh, it was all painted and cut out uh, in front of the camera. And uh, we, uh, yeah, we, uh, it was a very hard time for me to do this because I was very uh, perfectionist in somehow and I really wanted to do some, some the way that I really wanted it. So that took uh, almost less than two years production wise to do this. So we finished this in the beginning of the Corona uh, pandemic actually, and we didn't have a chance to go uh, to any festivals. Uh, I don't know about your films, but my film was, I went to my first festivals in Italy two months ago, like as, as to see this with the audience. Uh, as a short filmmaker, as you know, we uh, we really like to go to the festival to see the audience, to see the people, to talk, because that's all only chance to to talk with people about it. It's not a you know it's not a feature film to go to this actual cinema with a uh, real opening, so it's very different. So it was uh, we waited two years. And uh, that that was a very um, you know it's very hard moment moment for me and producers to to have this and we had the premiere in the, I think with the same time with the, uh, you uh, Ariane uh, in TIFF uh, but we couldn't make it there <laughs> and mm. um, yeah to talk about this story uh, story uh, it's about um, to the musician and uh, that went to to the castle and to to play for the party uh, and uh, it turns out that uh, in that party there's a, a story between him and uh, one of the, the servants that actually they were together back in 50 years ago and uh, so we see some flashbacks and some stuff that's come to his mind and her mind actually they remember some stuff and it's pretty uh, for me it was kind of like a fairy tale but in a realistic way, meaning there was so many uh, things that I really wanted to talk in terms of like a, what would happen if you some see someone after like years, if you really want to, I mean, your lover or whatever, whoever that you have a strong feeling that uh, is it, are you going to get back to him or her, that person after mm-hmm. a long time or just have it just a moment? So it was a very big decision to when I was writing this film. And uh, but it's it's very bold. It's very like uh, there's so much uh, iconic stuff in terms of like a, there's a king, there's a musician, there's a servant. So it's very bold. But it was our, uh, something that I was going to do this in this film. And uh, what else I can tell about it? Uh, I can tell about the music because the music was um, I was looking for the musician of this film because it's silent and the only sound voice of the film is the music. Uh, so it was pretty important for me uh, and for the producers to find a good musician for this part, for this film. So I I looked up and find someone that was uh, this professional musician, but also the son of the one of the heritage of the Persian music and uh, one of the, the big deal ones that I had a very, I was very lucky and uh, that's he, accepted to, to work on this film. And as you know, uh, in animation film is pretty, obscu- uh, pretty, how we can say, uh, vague or blur because we don't know what's the image gonna look like. Mm-hmm. And we have some storyboards and uh, animatic and it's very hard for a musician to think, uh, to do the music before finishing the film. 
uh, even before producing the film. So that was one of the uh, hardest part for me to, to direct, but you know, we were happy for the, and the results, so yeah. Fantastic. And now we might go back for your film number two. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> so, and that is the the depths. Now that was so that was finished the year before. So very prolific. Yeah. One one out straight <laughs> after the other. Well done. And um, again, you have the sort of even though slightly different situation. You do do have a hints of the mother daughter relationship. Mm. right the way through that um, and that moment of loss and her finding things out about her mom that maybe she didn't really she didn't know in the past mm. there's a lot of underwater <laughs> in mm-hmm. this as well so I'd say it was a relatively complex shoot to get in and down but if you can tell us a little bit about the film and then also how how you manage that yeah when I I was shooting the depths uh we had to sh- to shoot three days underwater, uh, and we had kind of a big team for that. It was really pricey and uh, a lot of unexpected cost and unexpected problem as well. Uh, the actress uh, took uh, some scuba scuba diving uh, course uh, two months after the shooting, and. Um, yeah, I, myself and uh, the 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 camera oper- uh, operator, we were on a boat with um, with a, a screen like um, with the monitor. Monitor, yeah, yeah, with the monitor, and we had a communication system to talk uh, to the team underwater and talk to the actors and talk to them cameraman underwater to ask them to do things so it was a complex way to it to communicate and to uh, like it's yeah it's a whole new world and the the direction is not the same and it you can uh, you can mix up uh, really easily (laughs) in the direction and we had a lot of scene to shoot in a short amount of time and it was the water was cold and yeah it was but it was fun and at the end I'm really happy about the results of these scenes and yeah but it was a big um I set for me a a big uh, a very high bar to get to. Yeah, very yes. Difficult. Yeah. But I always do that. I always set a really high bar. And uh, when I, I'm writing the film, I'm like, yeah, I will manage it. But when I actually have to do it and I'm in prep, I'm like, huh, okay. That was, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's stressful. But at the end, I think it's, why it's so fun to make movies as well to set high goals and yeah try so, new things <laughs> and I think short film is also about not um, not have fear of doing things and just try what you have in mind 
Yeah. <laughs> so you can push things a bit further. I'd say, so your producer probably had a heart attack when they read the script the first time. Oh, she's used to my <laughs> big idea. My, my, I'm not here to talk about my first short film, but my first short, short film was with a snake. Uh, so I had um, uh, six snakes on this, on the, um, the, the, the sets and uh, we build um, an apartment on uh, in the studio and there was a jungle growing and the uh, I mean it was another another big uh, <laughs> project so I, I start my relationship with her with that pro- project who already she knows she knows what? she's used to you she's used to she's, yeah. she's terrified of the next one you're going to come out with she'll be like ah my next one is a vampire movie so it, was, <laughs> it will be another game we will we'll look forward to that for the next time and what plans have you had uh, hazel i know you're still studying is there something coming up in the next period of time or where do, where do you want to see yourself headed um everything got kind of um, put on pause during the pandemic with school and filming and everything. So I ended up shooting one short in April and then my thesis film in August underwater in Wales, um, which was very cold um, and also on film. So that I completely understand um, Ariane about (laughs) how hard it is to shoot in water. Um, And then I'm working on two features just writing and developing and kind of like trying to get out of school and and move away from move away from all that so so you're shooting underwater on film yeah we did in august um i'm editing right now in post-production um yeah it's coming together um i i'm a little scared of music um so i'm trying to figure out composition for everything my double speak has no music um and so in that process right now of figuring out if I will or won't I think I think not we'll see and you are animating I presume so yeah Um, no you've had you've had a very busy few years and I was looking back through all your stuff and you've been living between countries and going from place to place including here for quite a period of time which we're all very happy about and um, hopefully you'll be back again. You haven't written us off. So you're working, you're in France, you were saying at the moment, is that? Uh, yeah, I, I live in Paris, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, did, for the, actually the musician was, um, in the, what, what I was making it, um, I had other ideas. So it uh, became kind of part of the trilogy of three short films of uh, kind, kind of the same kind of the same uh, ideas of people meeting not not necessarily lovers but people meeting and separating with the background thematic of the music and uh, now I'm actually producing the second one I'm, I'm in the middle of the animatic uh, storyboarding and uh, I found the musician for this one too there's actually two musicians uh, and uh, in the same time, I'm, I'm doing, um, I'm finishing the writing of the uh, my future film, and uh, but it's uh, it's very uh, challenging because three three stories, and I have to. I'm actually doing interviews with um, 
with the persons that actually uh, they're involved in this uh, feature. So it's getting together, I think. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I'm, right now I'm working on the, yeah, the, the second one of this uh, trilogy. And uh, yeah. <laughs> and how long is that? How long do you think? Because um, obviously the period of time when you're making the animation, as you said, when you're making the musician, all these other ideas and these other things that you want to do happen while you're still working on the first one mm -hmm. over that long period of time. Um, yeah. And so while you're, while this process is going ahead, do you ever start, do you start just writing little bits down about a, a project that you hope to do in the future while you're still on the one? Yeah, uh, the, actually it's for animation filmmakers, uh, I, I don't know about um, the live action, but we, 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 we actually start to write so many, so many ideas and we see which one is going to get getting products uh, as soon as, you know, sooner. Um, for this one, the second one in this trilogy, uh, I'm actually trying to try different, different techniques. The second one is going to be like a paper animation normal without cutouts. And this third one uh, uh, is going to be the stop motion. Uh, but um, so in terms of like production, the second one is going to be the easier between these three because uh, it's uh, easier to, to do animation on paper. And I, th I think, I hope next year is going to be, end of the next year, I hopefully it's going to be finished. But the future one, uh, it's a, you, you have to look so much for budgets and producers and uh, and uh, and yeah, finger crossed. We see what's what's going to happen with this one, but uh, we all, all always have so many ideas because we never know which one is going to be produced or not because animation is very slow, very very expensive, and um, yeah, it's, it's very normal in animation filmmakers maker, to have so many ideas and so many of them you 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 can be produced, and that's why so many of us we. Uh, tend to go to do comic strips or uh, illustration books to if you have some stories that we're gonna tell and we can actually produce it as a film. So we do, we find out other mediums, yeah. Yes, and that's really interesting. So it's finding other ways of getting the story out there if it's, if it's something that you're going to, which is a great idea really, or, because I presume one of the things you often see is books turning into films after the fact, you know, so they come out as books. And I presume that would be the same with animation then, that sometimes you might create a book and then it nearly moves backwards and becomes the animation afterwards. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Actually, I forgot that right now I'm, I'm finished. I've just finished another story, but that I know that uh, I just wanted to be uh, a book uh, and maybe the exhibition in Paris, but not an animation for now. I just, because... We have to kind of we have to seduce producers to, to take your money and to seducing them. I mean, live action is different by for animation. You have to create the image, uh, the Bible, all this. So you have to do uh, and and for somehow for some of them actually, I don't have uh, energy to go and do the Bible and I just wanted to produce and and doing a comic strip and the illustration books way easier. And to tell the story to, as Hazel was saying, just get it out and just put it there. Yeah. So that's actually the way that's uh, so many of us doing this. And actually, it's pretty uh, frustrating somehow this uh, 
animation filmmaking per se, because I'm, I know so many of my friends that they have so, so many good stories and talents, but they don't have uh, energy or courage to go again, to do the Bible, to do the, like for a musician, we had two years of uh, finding budgets, two years of uh, making it. So it's just four years of my life. And, uh, you know, I prefer <laughs> to do some other stuff too. And that I think that goes across the board. I mean, he's certainly with in both live action and animation and the creation of the Bible and all the other stuff that goes yeah. along with it can be the part that filmmakers find incredibly difficult because it's not it's not an, a natural way to write. You know what I mean? People, they write script or they write dialogue or they write story in whatever way. Yeah, exactly. And creating a Bible and treatments and all that, it's feels quite clinical I suppose when well, you're trying to get funding yeah, there was this, brutal. yeah there was a saying actually I remember uh, every time that someone asked me like uh, so what's your next next film like uh, uh, can you pitch it to me like I'm, I'm, I'm always like uh, if I can like okay I can tell the tiny part of the story whatever but if I can pitch it to you or like have a bible to tell everything I'll just do the bible I don't do the film the film I'm doing a film to tell that story. Mm. So that's actually make it different, mm. difficult to to tell or pitch that story to someone because you're doing a film to pitch, to, to tell the story. If I'm just saying that two lovers, they're getting together after 50 years, okay, it could be whatever, you know? Yeah. It's not a mm. pitching, so. Yeah. I, I don't know for you, but at some point, uh, one year I can just write some um, some bibles and some documents to to have the funding and after when i have the money i feel like i i'm scared <laughs> to to start writing it because i'm i'm feeling more comfort comfortable now to just write about the story yeah. without <laughs> writing the story but after a while, when I'm like more used to write the story, it's difficult to, to it's completely two different way of um, writing. So it takes always sometimes to like um, acclim acclimate, acclimate, acclimatize, acc acclimatize to this new way to of thinking and it's hard to like switch to the other mode after a while. So now I'm like, I'm writing and I'm finishing um, to write my feature, but I have to, to ask money to produce it. And I'm like, okay, now I have to put myself in this other uh, writing mode let's go yeah <laughs> it's a, you have to turn a switch between the two yeah, to try and yeah. and I think that's across the board I think it's something that we can all kind of we've all been there <laughs> we've mm. all had to write this yeah. and um it's really it's actually really nice to hear it from you guys the same thing that it, because it's two different it's almost like two different sides of your brain when you're creating a pitch and a pitch document a bible putting all that sort of business side together um for funders and because because also I, I i witnessed so many pitches that was i'm not saying for general but uh, so many interesting pitches but the result wasn't so interesting mm -hmm. and so many pitches like uh, opposite like uh, you were pitching and you were like okay that's uh, it could be nice and the result is incredible because exactly yeah. that, that, that was the point 
the vision that you have as a direct as a uh, creator, like a director or whatever, uh, is is in your head, and it's mm-hmm. you're, you're just putting it in a, in a music or in a, in a painting or in a film. So that's when we see your actual vision. So pitching it somehow, yeah, it's it's, it's an art to pitch, yeah. but mm-hmm. it's not sometimes uh, you know, it's it's not a how we can say that. It's 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 supposed it's not supposed to be your art to pitch. Mm-hmm. Your art supposed to be the finish the job. Well, because films yeah. are so immersive, it's hard to like put on paper like what the music will be like, how the motion will be. Like you can put a mm-hmm. still on the page, but you can't like communicate how it'll feel mm-hmm. to watch something. Um, it's really hard to translate into like just a neat little document to you know show up <laughs> and. So it's that kind of thing. It, it's like asking an artist to describe the painting they're going to paint. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, but um, unfortunately, it is a big part of the business. <laughs> it is something that we all have to go through. Yeah. Um, is there any, I suppose, tricks that you've learned along the way that have helped with that, with um, trying to define a story idea down into a pitch document or anything you you know for filmmakers as they're coming through um is there something that you found was a great help to you getting through that for me i think i don't have specific tips but i think more i'm making these kind of documents more i'm it's easy, more it's easy. So I, I think there's no, for me, there's no really a good trick, but just practice. go for it and do, and just, and yeah, practice and practice. And at some point, I think when you um, start your career uh, at your first or second film, it's hard to talk about your, your, um, Démarche artistique, your um, yeah. process or your career, <laughs> because you're really at the beginning. But after a couple of films and when you practice to write this kind of document, you 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 kind of see all your films in like the evolution of your of your art and how they are connected and it's more easy to to talk about it so i think it's it's coming like easily after a while even if it's always a little bit hard to to start a document but it became better after a while yeah i think also it helps to make a personal um for me at least my stories all tend to be a little personal and personal and specific I think Mm. it makes it easier Mm. to talk about and um the more you can talk about your relationship with your material the more appealing it is I think to people reading it um especially Mm. if they've seen or interested in your in your other work um I think it helps you're right like uh demonstrate how this new thing um plays into like all the work that you're interested in doing um both like short and long and um Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's a, a good, um, good uh, tips to be personal, even if the story is not personal to you. Um, because why, if I, I never write a story about 
something I experience, but at some point, I think I want to explore something, uh, one of my fears or something I, I don't know. I have to, the, the, the goal is to find where you are attached to the subject because but the personal doesn't mean that it should be you live this thing. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's like you, you're living in a house and you're watching always the other, other house have, have a garden of flowers. You didn't have a flower in your, per se, but it's, it's inspiring you, yourself to mm-hmm. write about those flowers that you, not, you don't have these flowers. But the, the, the thing is, uh, that reminds me of, uh, there's no tips for me, but uh, um, that was what Hazel said, uh, reminds me of... Uh, uh, I think it was uh, Tarkovsky said that your film shouldn't be different as, than your life. Like your 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 life should be in your film. Like meaning that uh, you have to. Uh, the the more you're close to the subject, doesn't mean to leave the subject. I, I didn't leave that uh, love story back in thirteenth century. But the thing is, the more close to to feel the subject yourself mm-hmm. in your your personal life, your personal sense, maybe. Uh, it's more, I think in the end, more successful because it comes from the heart rather than just uh, to make people like uh, uh, do something that make make people like, look, I did this or adapting from something that's, you know, it's not you. It's going to be obvious. You know, art is uh, naked. So every, everyone's going to in the end see uh, where does it come from. If it comes from yourself and your heart, it's going to be obvious for everyone. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason we, you want to spend four years making something or, you know, even a year. It's like you put so much yeah. of your energy into it. You yeah. have to, like, communicate to someone why they should also put their energy into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you, you're like, uh, as, as a filmmaker, mostly all of us, like, from the morning that we, even the dreaming, like, from morning till the night, you're working for 44 hours, you know, there's, uh, there's no mm-hmm. pause. Uh, to this yeah. so that's actually when you have some subjects I think like this that you're like thinking of this and uh, one one thing actually uh, um, maybe it's a good to know good to talk about is uh, the cliche and the thing that th- thinking of this subject has been done of course everything has been done for now I mean everything mm-hmm. the, the harassment love story whatever everything has been done but uh, it's your vision and it's your way to saying it so we shouldn't afraid of being something like a kitsch. I'm saying kitsch in French. I don't know if it's the same thing in English, but it's kitsch like a something repetitive or something like a too much. Cliche. But uh, what? Like cliche. Cliche. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I think cliche. So I think that's uh, yeah. We shouldn't afraid of afraid of something like that because mm-hmm. yeah. fantastic. So. We're going to kind of wrap up relatively soon now because I know I, I realize we're just over the hour there. But um, if you can give us a little bit about screening in Ireland and at Still Voices and just about the festival or how you feel about it going ahead because it's going ahead live as well, which is really exciting for all of us. Because I just want to say that um, one of the person I want to thank and to, to say uh, that um, I'm very touched and also kind of... An, nice feeling that uh, my film is in uh, uh, your festival in Ireland is uh, Nora Tommy is a director of the breadwinner that because she taught me without probably knowing <laughs> so many stuff in terms of uh, kind of the, her patience and how how she was with the, with the team and uh, actually she it was very inspiring for me to me to 
to how to be like this, I try to. And uh, the fact that my film is in Ireland, uh, I had a very good uh, memory in my heart uh, from Ireland, the Irish people and everything about the cultural thing. Uh, and uh, of course, uh, Cartoon Saloon and uh, Nora. And uh, so for, for me, it's a kind of, a, it's, a, it's a kind of the mixed feeling. I really wish to be there. And uh, because we were there actually for the breadwinner and the, and um, but unfortunately, I had to come back to France. We, we didn't celebrate that much breadwinner uh, as we should probably. I don't know, but uh, I was very busy for my next film. But um, may, maybe I hope the other films that I can actually come and uh, to see you and Nora and everyone and uh, to go to the pub and <laughs> celebrate this. But that's how we're actually celebrating Ireland. And um, and uh, yeah, that's wanted to thank. Uh, uh, of course, my producers, but uh, Nora, because uh, she she's like an icon uh, in terms of uh, for directing for me. And uh, yeah, that's that's what I wanted that's, to say. But it's, it's great to hear you had such a good experience. And I know Nora is incredible. So I can only imagine it was fantastic to be able to work with her over that period of time. And, um, and I'm sure she'll be very proud of you and your <laughs> For me, of course, I want to thank um, the, all the organization team of the festival and the programming team to, to have programmed my films. I'm really ha happy and I wish I can be there. I wish there will be another occasion for me to meet you guys and meet the the audience uh, i never went to ireland i don't know anybody uh, <laughs> there but i want to so um i wish i will make some ireland friends soon at the next edition maybe and yeah i don't know what to say else <laughs> than uh, thank you <laughs> well i i'm sure we I'm sure others can tell you that we, yeah, we do like to enjoy ourselves when we go to film festivals. We get to see lots of films mm. and then hopefully have a few pints afterwards as well. <clears throat> and I've no doubt, sorry, I have no doubt still Voices Short Film Festival will be <laughs> exactly the same. Everyone's dying to get back out there. So it should be great fun. And um, yourself, Hazel. How yeah, um, thank you so much to the team, the programming team at Still Voices Short Film Festival for having Doublespeak. Um, and I really hope your audience enjoys it. And I wish that I could be there in person and see all the other amazing films that will be at the festival. But next time, love to be there. We'll hold you to mm -hmm. that now. It was absolutely wonderful to meet you all and get all your bits, tips, bits, tips and advice and best wishes to all of you at Still Voices Short Film Festival for 2021. Thank you all so Thank much. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. <laughs> I look forward to watching your films. Yeah, let's share. Yeah, me too. Yeah, let's share. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Nice to meet you. And you. Take yeah, care. You bye, bye bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast. The Still Voices Short Film Festival takes place from the 4th to the 7th of November. Check out the full programme and book your tickets at stillvoicesfilmfestival.com and of course be sure to check out filmireland.net. Mm -hmm.